0: I'm Ren, the host of Dance With My Demons podcast. Are you looking to start a podcast? Then let Anchor be the way. With Anchor's creation tools, you can record and edit right from your smartphone and personal computer. Anchor offers 100% free hosting and distribution, so you can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Anchor allows you to make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Who doesn't want to make money, right? Anchor has everything you need to make a successful podcast all in one place. Anchor, the easiest way to make a podcast ever. Just download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. And don't forget to check out my podcast at anchor.fm slash dancingwithmydemons69 and on Spotify, Dancing With My Demons. See you all soon. Later. Hey, what's up, everyone? This is Ren with Dance With My Demons Podcast. This is episode 18, and I've entitled it Reality Check. On this episode, I want to talk about getting back in touch with your bipolar or your mental illness and and getting back and checking in with your therapist. For me, I've decided recently to start seeing my therapist again. It had been probably, I want to say, a good four years maybe since the last time I had seen my therapist so you know for everything that's kind of been going on with me in the past few months you know, a lot of ups and downs and changes I just felt like a need to check in again so I decided to start seeing my therapist again now understand therapist is very different than seeing your psychiatrist um, therapist is more speaking insightfulness uh, kind of you know getting at the core of what's going on inside you where a psychiatrist is a little more in depth on the medical aspect of it especially when it comes to diagnosis and also getting medications so i just wanted to put that out there right off the bat just so people understand there is a difference but at the same time you know i thought it really important to get back to my therapist and start talking about things because it had been such a long time since i've last spoken to the therapist and I just felt a need. There obviously been so many changes in my life in the past few years, um, from you know my career. You know, it, it, there's been some changes, and also on a personal level, relationships. You know, changes in my in my personal well-being. So I, I just thought it being real important. You know, just getting out there and talking, and just it, it's a good way of getting in touch with yourself again with what's going on because one of the issues i find for me dealing with bipolar there's a certain sense of i don't want to say paranoia but maybe a certain sense of like is this real or like you know you know because sometimes you feel like you know am i am i what i'm going through right now is this an effect because of my bipolar or is it really truly the real me so it's one of those things that you're just kind of playing with, you know. It's you're trying to figure out, you're sorting through. So I, I thought it'd be real important to, to talk, you know, to my therapist, you know, because it, it is. It's it's an outlet to. It's another outlet, I should say, because this podcast has been a big outlet for me. But it's another outlet on a more personal and private note to be able to speak about what's going on inside you. And I've always felt like because some, a lot of people have a hard time with wanting to see a, a therapist or speaking to a stranger and for me, I find it to be actually very helpful because I know it's going to sound weird but I always look at it well, I'm paying this person to speak you know, to listen to me or to, to speak to me so, you know, it's like this person doesn't really truly know me and is not going to have any sort of judgment or bias or anything this person truly is just here to, to hear me possibly offer some insight but for the most part just you know listen to me overall you know and kind of maybe give me a little third person perspective on what's going on with me from a professional level I I, because I think a lot of people do have that that fear that stigma of seeing a therapist it almost feels like you know I'm not going to talk to that stranger you know I'm not crazy but it's really not even like that I think if more and more people would speak about what's going on with them and not only just in mental illness or bipolar but just in general with what's going on in their lives I think it would be so much more helpful it probably help in a lot of ways with you know dealing with depression or dealing with mania or dealing with just anything they're going through I think a lot of the times we keep things so bottled up and we keep things so inside that we lose kind of sight when you're so close to a topic that's bugging you or or something that's obviously you know not settling well with you when you're so close to it and, and you live with it and you're dealing with it it's hard to get true perspective so having that person to speak to to me is it's it's i love it you know it's, it's a great outlet i find it actually more comfortable speaking to my therapist than i probably do anybody else because with other people in your life especially family members and loved ones and, and you know family there's always this feeling of judgment or feeling of they're going to have their perspective because they're family and they love you and they care about you and they're going to always see things a certain way in a way that kind of fits their I guess narrative of how they want to see things you know what I mean and 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 they always mean well you know family always wants and has the best of intentions for you but it's not always what you need you know sometimes you do need a totally different third person perspective that's totally unrelated, no judgment, no bias, no connection to you, but somebody that is truly there to listen to you. And I think it's important. I think more and more people out there should should be doing that, you know, getting involved and, and seeing a therapist or even a group. I, I've also chosen to get involved in group. Though with COVID-19 going on, it's very different right now. So it's actually virtual group. <laughs> so it's very different, but it's still the same core of what it is, it's still there. You know, you're still speaking and you're speaking in a group of your peers, I guess you would say. People who can relate to you because they're going through the same thing and they can understand where you're coming from. Though their issues and things that goes on in their life are, are different than yours, but they're still dealing with the issues of mental illness and the problems that you know that come across in their lives. So it's good when you get involved in group and you're speaking to people you can relate to, you know, probably some of the best conversations you can ever have with anybody, whether it be, you know, your loved ones, your significant other, your children, whatever it may be, the best conversations you have is because you're comfortable and it's relatable to you and you can relate to them or they can relate to you. So you tend to speak more freely and you tend to connect better in conversations. I know some of the best conversations I've ever had with people in my life has always been one that are relatable to me. So, you know, you can basically speak about anything and have great conversations because you feel comfortable and that's important. So, you know, I wish more and more people and and, you know, bipolar and mental illness community would do that. You know, I know there obviously there are those that do, but I still feel like there's so many, so many more that don't. And a lot of it is because of you know, whether fearfulness or uncertainty or maybe denial or not ready to accept the illness itself, or still coming to terms with it, or dealing with some type of abuse or some type of stigma that's keeping them from reaching out, you know, to get help. And so I, I, you know, I'm hoping with with this podcast, and I've said it a million times, but to keep continue to bring awareness, to keep speaking about it, to continue to be that voice. And this week more – just past week, I should say, more than anything, it was Mental Health Awareness Week. So it's obviously a big, you know, big deal in the mental health community where more awareness is brought to mental illness. But from my perspective, I wish and I hope to continue to, but um, mental health awareness needs to be more than just a week or a month or a day. It needs to be every day it needs to be a continual you know progression of awareness and speaking about it and trying to get an understanding about it and and bringing more attention to it especially in the world we live in and where everything is tied into to social media and acceptance and and the culture of you know of what's going on in our lives and just trying to manage you know, our careers, our, our lives with our, our families and everything, it, it, it can be very stressful and, and be depressing. It can you know, offer depression. And, you know, I don't know if people realize that, you know, like up to one billion people, you know, are living with a mental illness. I don't know whether they realize it or not. And like three million people die every year from harmful use of alcohol or substance abuse because of mental illness. And one person dies every 40 seconds by suicide. And when I think about that, that's just absolutely, you know, it's just not cool. You know, I, you know, I'm trying to avoid using the word crazy because it's obviously a word that, you know, the mental illness community doesn't like to hear. But it it really is. It's crazy in a sense that it's just not good. It's not cool that this type of rate of suicide is going on. You know, and, and it's among you know young kids. You know, it, there's a real dilemma with young kids and and acceptance and trying to fit in, and, and social media and cyberbullying and, and it's it's a real dilemma right now. You know, suicide is currently the second most common cause of death among college students. How crazy is that? You know, and veteran suicide. The rate is 1.5 times greater than the rest of the population for a veteran to commit suicide i think the only way we're going to be able to help and be able to, to progress and do things in regards to mental illness is despite the key spreading awareness you know the, the stigma is never going to end if we it's still treated as a dirty little secret as something that it's just not good to talk about The more we talk about it, the more we keep bringing it to attention, the better it will be for the overall, you know, community, the mental illness community, the, you know, people dealing with it. People feel the way they do is because they're not comfortable, whether it be speaking about it, coming out about it, or even accepting it themselves. And I think the more comfortable it's made for them, the better the chances of them reaching out for help are or doing more for themselves are. You know, speaking about it, if we can come to a point where we're speaking about it so comfortably and we stop stereotyping the the actual mental illness itself and stop calling it crazy or calling it people freaks or weirdos, whatever it may be. If we can bring attention, because right now, from my perspective, there's a greater attention with mental illness when it comes to crimes and murders and murder suicides and stuff of that nature there's more of you know you hear more about it when it comes to those terms and that's just not a a fair assessment of mental illness that's an aspect of it that's an extreme part of it but that's not all of it there is so much more and there's so many people out there that aren't anything like that aren't dealing with anything on that aspect of it but are still struggling nonetheless and need need help and they need to be able to to reach out and and get help or continue to continue to get help to help themselves as they currently are and so the best way to be able to do that is obviously is just to keep speaking about it the more we keep speaking about it the better it would be i often used to ask myself you know because he always with the celebrities in this world that are dealing with mental illness when they come out about it it's like it's a big thing it's a big almost like a red carpet moment like you know the spotlight is on them but it's not that it's more acceptable for them but it seems like they're treated totally differently because they're celebrities and they're dealing with it and i'm not you know trying to cut down the celebrities you know they're human beings just like the rest of us and they're dealing with it the best way they can unfortunately they're under the spotlight so everybody's watching them more but for as much attention as they're given about mental illness the same amount of attention should be given to the average joe to the average jane to the average person out there who's not in the spotlight but still needs the help if not even more because they don't have the attention so it's just so important that you know we deal with this and start to work past it we need to progress so much more you know I've done my research on it and and the first I guess um, talked about a bit of mental illness was first reported in 1992 here we are almost 30 years later and I don't know if we've come much further than we did then back then it was like it was it was like a almost like a dirty little secret something you didn't talk about it didn't really have a name it, it may did it may have had a name but it really wasn't talked about as prevalent as it is as, as you hear more about it now but like i said now you hear more about it and it always seems to be with this negative connotation this negative term looked at in a in a very poor way and also in a more dangerous way because it seems like you hear more about suicide suicides, suicides now more than ever and you know society has changed so much since then till now and obviously has become more difficult and and more complicated especially with social media and technology playing a big part in everybody's lives and self-isolation with technology you know it's it seems the norm is you know you're on your phone and you're in your home and you're not as active and you're not as social as you used to be you know, because why would you everything you need is at the palm of your hand and I know that's playing a part into the depression that's going on in this world today it's uh, I know it's, a, it's it is a major issue it's more of self-isolation and when self self-isol- self-isolation becomes a big deal it's it's a form of depression you're basically hiding from the world you're basically you know, you're unplugging from the rest of the world and plugging into your phone, but the the attention aspect, human of human behavior, is needed. You know, we need to interact, we need to be involved, we need to be more hands-on. It, that's what stimulates and and helps our brains grow and become stronger, and we become stronger as emotional and mental human beings. It's you know, it's no different than you know, nutrition. You know obviously the better we eat the healthier we'll be it's the same thing for, for the the brain and, and the mental and emotional you know well-being it needs to be taken care of as well for as much as is it is important to work out and eat properly it's equally as important to take care of our own emotional and mental well-being and with the way things are right now it's just there's just so much depression self-isolation Negativity going on in this world And I feel it very, very important To continue to bring awareness And I hope this episode does You know um, There's actually a national help helpline That may help people Who are dealing with mental illness And may get them To where they need to be to get help You know, the number for the national helpline Is 1-800-662-4357 And it plays a lot into Substance abuse and mental health service Awareness And, you know, that administration can help you and get you to the proper area that you can get help. Also, you have the National Alliance on Mental Illness Helpline, which is 1-800-950-6264. Please, for those who are struggling out there and haven't reached out yet, or for those that have reached out but are still struggling with it and, and still are in need of help, you have those two outlets to help you. Once again, you have the national helpline, 1-800-662-4357, and the National Alliance on Mental Illness helpline, 1-800-950-6264. So, if anybody's out there going through a tough time, you know, especially everything going on with COVID-19, it's obviously playing hell with everybody's life. But I know it's got to be affecting many, many people on an emotional and mental level, besides physical you know, from the first responders, from the doctors and nurses and and the people who are caring for these patients and also the patients, obviously themselves who are dealing with it, not only from a personal illness level where they have it, but also from those who are, have to be self isolated and quarantined and locked down. That does play terribly and weighs heavily on your on your mental and emotional well being. So you know with all those things going on in our everyday lives, on top of the regular, you know, trying to maintain our lives and, you know, and keep ourselves afloat and take care of our families and our jobs and our children, and and for those that are jobless right now and are trying to find jobs and and dealing with, you know, what's going to happen next, outlook. Now more than ever, they need to be more. Attentive and, and caring for their own well being. So, if you are once again struggling with any type of depression, or even if you're not and you're just struggling because of everything that's going on, please, if you're feeling suicidal, if you're feeling like things just aren't going your way, there are outlets to, you know, for help. If you are somebody who is feeling suicidal and obviously big numbers aren't something you want to deal with, the easiest and the most fastest way you'll probably get help is. Nine one one, And if you are somebody who is struggling and and it is a little bit more able to cope, but you still need help, you have those hotlines. The National Helpline, 1-800-662-4357. And the National Alliance on Mental Illness Helpline, 1-800-950-6264. So with that being said, please, everyone, stay healthy, stay strong in mind, but most of all, don't let the demons get you down. Later. Hope you enjoyed this week's episode i'll be back with an all-new episode very soon until then you can catch past episodes of dance with my demons podcast on anywhere you listen to your favorite podcast on you can also catch me on instagram at dance with my demon 69 on facebook dance with my demons podcast on x at dwmd podcast 69 and also If you or somebody you know is going through an emotional or mental crisis, 988 is the National Suicide Lifeline. Keep that in mind. We're all in this together, and everybody needs each other's help. So until then, stay strong in mind, stay strong in heart, but most of all, don't let the demons get you down. Later.